Avoid the clap. Yes, that's my advice as well. Stolen from Jimmy Dugan from League of Their Own. Kevin Goatee, Nick Whitmer. Here we are again, pal. Just another week of sunning myself in that famous 60% success rate. I love the view from here. Are you here uh, with me now or are you still knocking on the door? Of oh, no, so? no, no. I am colder than an Eskimo's twat right now. Me uh, now. 10, 13, and 2 last week. Yuck. Uh, but, I, you know, I going back at the last week's slate, I would bet everything again except maybe one or two. Like, there was some horrendous, horrendous beats on my part. I mean, how did the Giants not cover that number? Oh. Uh, you know, like, there was just so many of those last week. I mean, I can go back and to see the games I had last week just as a, ugh, Commanders plus seven. It, dude, that game was 24 to 17 with, like, six minutes left, and they somehow fucked 38 to 31 or something ridiculous like that. Steelers got the I've never seen referees literally have Jacksonville money line before. Like it was the most odd. Like I there's like if you watch that game, the only and I'm a Steelers fan. I understand. So you're probably thinking I'm just being a biased asshole, blah, blah, blah. I'm hard on my own team and I actually hate my team this year. So I'm. it's not even <laughs> like that. But the officiating and especially at the end of the first half was the most embarrassing non-existent thing uh, like it was i can't believe they meddled that much so the only the only bet that i really regret is packers plus one and a half because they suck i learned my lesson two weeks before i said yeah never again you know i had some props like kamara over four and a half nico collins over four and a half receptions they both landed on four you know like it's just uh it's just I just had some some bad luck. But again, at the end of the day, I would take everything again except for the Packers because I really think my sides were I think the logic was still sound. But anyway, that's last week. We're on to Cincinnati. Who, uh, we have to have a short memory. Um, so let's go. Let's get back on the track here. I'm going to. Yeah, I don't know. Why I, would, I, I, I don't know why you would bet everything again, because, you know, they lost the first time. Why would you bet them again? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, you know, you only bet teams who win every game. <laughs> the worst thing about Kamara was he had two catches in the opening drive. I go, all right, well, shit, it's early yeah. first quarter. We're looking great. This should happen by about, you know, middle end of the, the, the second quarter. Nothing. I, you, know, you got two more late. And then yeah. you think he'd dump it off later on. They didn't. Another another person I want investigated is the offensive coordinator for the Texans. What are you doing? Like that game, dude, I had the over in that game. That's another one. But I, like mm. how these guys were like, they were trying to keep the score low. It's like did the offensive coordinators on both sides bet the under like what? There was so many first and second down runs into nothing. And they had no success rate the entire game. And they never deviated. Like let fucking Stroud throw the ball. What are you going to do otherwise? Uh, anyway, I'm and not I had, and I'm I, had Devin, I had Devin Singletary. You know, I said, all right, let me let him run the ball. 31 and a half was the over 30 yards he had. Yeah. There you go. Just a, Eat just a, a dick. All right. Yeah. Kick us off, pal. We're just uh, at Thursday night. The Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Currently, the Steelers are laying three with a total of 37. The game kicks off in about uh, 12 minutes. You know, this is one that I honestly, right before I, I, I bet it right before we went on air tonight, because LeBron James tweeted out that he likes Tennessee. And I'm like, dude, if anybody's a square better, it's fucking LeBron James. Um, the Steelers are 13 and one straight up against rookie quarterbacks at home under Tomlin. Kenny Pickett is six and zero against the spread in prime time. Kind of just fading Levis here. I think it's a low scoring game. I think the Steelers probably win 
17 to 10, maybe uh, 17 to 14. So I have the under, I have the Steelers minus two and a half. There's still two and a half out there. I found out, I think it was FanDuel. And I think there's going to be a lot of kicking in this game. So I have some props here for you guys. I have, well, it's not going to be for you guys, really. It's just going to be for grading purposes because this show comes out on Friday. But Nick Folk and Boswell over one and a half field goals each. And then Nick Folk and Boswell over kicking points, five and a half and six and a half, respectively. Uh, I think this is, like I said, field goal game. Uh, you're going to get a lot of them. Uh, but yeah, that's what I have. Well, the Titans are four and one against the spread when the line is between plus three and minus three. I get it. This game is appealing as watching two girls, one cup with your family at Thanksgiving dinner. But because of gambling, now this game is like a six that you meet at the bar who says as she's pulling a scrunchie off her wrist and leading you by the hand to the bathroom of the bar that she likes to give blowjobs until the dude's eyes roll in the back of their head. So party on because I've got some bets, too. I have teased the Tennessee Titans with the Miami Dolphins to both eight and a half. I also have taken Allen Robinson, who looks more like, oh, God, I don't know. I'll think of something funny. Allen Robinson under 14 and a half receiving yards. Derrick Henry over longest reception over eight and a half. He has hit that every game but one in which the one he did not he didn't catch a single pass. Longest reception over eight and a half. Allen Robinson under 14 and a half. And Tennessee teaser plus eight and a half with Miami eight and a half. And we all know the Titans 23 and 21 outright as dogs under Vrabel. 27, 16 and one ATS as dogs under Vrabel at 628 winning percentage. Give me the Titans in a losing by a touchdown and I'll be happy as a pig in slop. There you go. Now we are on to Germany, our countrymen, right? We're both, we're, you're German, I'm German, right? We both Ziggy Zaki, sure. Ziggy Zaki, oi, 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 as we say in the yeah. fatherland. I had a bit in, in in my act where I said I look like Hitler's chef, and I, uh, <laughs> it's hard to, hard to come back from that one. Um, Germany, uh, the Miami Dolphins, you mentioned them before, at the Kansas City Chiefs. Currently, the Chiefs are minus two with a total of 51. Uh, this is to me is like you give Mahomes less than a field goal. You just have to take it. It's an auto bet. If I lose this bet, I'm not going to be upset in any way. I'm like, you just have to take it. He's he's uh, you have the number uh, 19 and four or something like that against the spread when he's an underdog or laying less than three. You just, you just have to jump on that. And the Dolphins are the classic team who beats up on bad teams, but struggles against good teams. The Chiefs have a defense this year. The Chiefs are coming off the worst game I think I've ever seen them play. They had like five turnovers. They look terrible. Um, yeah, I just think this is a you just have to take the Chiefs here. I mean, teasing up the Dolphins, I guess, too, uh, is a play, but I, I just I lean Chiefs. I actually took it minus one and a half. I don't know if there's one and a half out there, but anything less than a field goal, I mean, you got to take it. 18 and seven is a favorite between That's one and three points under Andy Reid. Mahomes, seven and three against the spread. I went Chiefs money line. Something, I don't know. This could be 24-23 easily for some dumb reason. I uh I I have so I'm gonna kind of middle this baby. As I said, I have Miami plus the eight and a half. Dolphins are 12 and 5 against the spread against in conference games since the start of last year. They're five and zero against the spread as favorites, but one and two as dogs this year. They're two and four on the road in quotes now 
while playing against Kansas City. I think the real fun part to watch is going to be watch when Taylor Swift chucks a, chugs down a stein of beer and then spits it in Brittany Mahomes' face. Ziggy Zaki. <laughs> Chiefs so money line. Happens. Yes. <laughs> Chiefs money line. Dolphins plus eight and a half. On to one o'clock. We have the Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are currently favored by six points with a total of 44. Uh, I took this as a contest play at five and a half, uh, and I and, and I missed the five and a half on the number. If it gets back to that, I'm certainly going to bet it. One second. Just had a thought about being a Steelers fan, I guess. Uh, it makes you throw up in your own mouth. Uh, but at <laughs> six, it's kind of a stay away. But the, the, to me, the Seahawks are the most overrated team. Like They've covered two straight games, and they shouldn't have covered either game last week was an incredibly lucky game. Uh, Geno Smith has been completely inconsistent this year. The offensive line is not good, and Baltimore gets after the quarterback, and when he gets rushed, he throws picks. He threw two last week. They really should have lost the game. There's a fluky bounce off of a helmet and then a bad interception. That uh, Why are they throwing the ball? Why is P.J. Walker? That's another one. I had Browns plus three and a half last week. Of course, they lose by four. That, that like Again, I would take that bet again. Like I can't believe that didn't hit. Um, but... Yeah, at five and a half, I love the Ravens. I would take it at six. I think it's probably a pass. Six is now a big key number with ex- missed extra points and two-point conversion attempts. Uh, so I definitely uh, like the Ravens here, but I'm going to wait to get to five and a half. I, I've i seen a lot of numbers here that skew me, but I haven't bet it, towards Seattle. Seattle 4-1-1 yeah. and one against the spread their last six. Five and one straight up. Their last Lucky six, though. they are Lucky. they are they are two and five against the spread. Their last seven on the road under Pete Carroll, 50, 32 and two as dogs under Pete. That's six ten winning percentage. Gino, 22 and 14 as a dog is career nine and six against the spread with the Seahawks. Here is the number that makes you the most worried if you have the side of Baltimore. Ready? The Ravens as home favorites since 2021. Five and 11, the most home losses of any team since 2021. Yeah, that's because the couple years before that, they were just blowing the doors off of everybody and they were the bully team. So all the numbers got inflated for the last couple of years. And this number, I don't think it's inflated. So I'd take that one with a grain of salt. And um, I also think Lamar Jackson against the NFC is something like, what is he, a 19 and one or something like that? Yeah, and the reason for it ATS is ATS number is curious to know too. Uh, yeah, but it's just uh, the idea of no one in the NFC plays like Lamar. So the few times he plays NFC teams, they're not really prepared. They don't have a guy who they can go and you know study up against or play against regularly. So uh, do you have a number of uh, what is his ATS trend on that? On his, I can't, I'm looking for one right now. It's just I just I, I'm seeing the 17 and one straight up. Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so it, yeah. if this somehow sneaks up to God forbid maybe six and a half or seven, oh, I'll be all over it. But right, right, right. May, I'm leaning Seattle plus the six. Again, I, I don't have it bet yet. We'll see. I think people look at the box scores and stuff and like overreact because the Ravens didn't cover last week, but it took 
a missed field goal, an onside kick recovery. Like it was a bunch of fuckery to make that cover happen. So uh, the Ravens just they the Ravens looked a lot better against Arizona than Seattle did. I'll put it that way. Seattle should have probably lost that game outright, and they ended up covering the eight and a half. So anyway, on to I wouldn't the next I wouldn't game. know. Oh. I was too busy watching the Giants in person lose in an embarrassing fashion <laughs> in person Dude. in a monsoon. Oh that was God. fun. God, Jesus yeah. Christ, what a fucking abortion that was. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. the speaking of abortions. We have the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are currently laying eight and a half with a total of 41. Pass. I mean, I teased the Saints down uh, to two when it was at eight with Cleveland. I teased a bunch of games with Cleveland this week. We'll go over that, I guess, when we talk about Cleveland, but right. which is the next game. But other than teasing them down to two, I got nothing on this, man. The Saints are terrible at home now. Derek Carr's terrible as a favorite. The Bears, there's there's just no nothing to like about the Bears right now. So uh, just a big pass. As my buddy Matt Carangelo says, New Orleans is known for three things. Horseshit, vomit, and assholes, which perfectly describes Derek Carr and his limp wristed throwing style. I, too, have teased the bejesus. Actually, only two of them. Two teasers for the Saints. And some numbers. Derek Carr is 5-18 and 18 against the spread when he's laying at least 3.5. and 19-34-2. The worst quarterback with uh, with the, at least 50 starts in the Super Bowl era as a favorite. Dennis Allen, the worst coach against the spread. But guess who's trying real hard to pull the rug out from under him? Matt Eberflus, 7, uh-huh. 16, and 2. Oh, here's Dennis Allen, 23, 37, and 1. Wow. The Saints are 0-3 at home against the spread, all as a favorite. Yeah, you're right. Why are you going to try and lay seven and a half or eight, whatever it is now? I am not touching that. Saints minus half. I tease that with the Bills over 41 and a half. And then I tease that also like you did. Saints down to one and a half. Browns to minus two. I think they win. They better win. I was debating about them as my suicide pick. I did not go with them, but I have them as an over. Also winning division, of course, making playoffs. So I want them to win. I don't give a shit if they cover. Just win, baby. Great. We are on the Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by seven and a half with a total of 37 and a half. Uh, yeah. Uh, every teaser in the world on this game. I mean, there is a possibility, I guess, that Kyler Murray plays. Uh, but there was just a cryptic press conference today with uh, Jonathan Gannon, and he was talking up Thune like crazy or Tune or whatever the fuck this guy's name is. Uh, it was kind of bizarre and there, a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start in Cleveland against that defense in probably like 40 degree, 50 degree weather with some wind. There's just nothing you can like about the Cardinals right now. And then they just traded Dobbs and, you know, Dobbs isn't a great player, but he's very popular in the locker room. Everybody likes him. And now he, they just traded him and they're going to start a rookie. I don't know. This is a you just can't take the Arizona at this position and the Browns. I mean, if this if he doesn't play, if Murray legitimately doesn't play, I might lay the seven and a half as well. But as of now, I have three teasers involving the Browns down when they were at eight. I teased them down to minus two. I mentioned one before with New Orleans. The other two. Carolina to eight and a half and Tampa Bay to eight and a half. So those three teasers uh, are what I have with Cleveland. Uh, But that's all for this. Sleeper pick, Jerome Ford. Yes, a little banged up. He has scored at least 11.1 PPR and three out of his four since Chubb went down. And you know they're going to lean on the run big time. Running backs have scored at least 13.1 PPR against the Cardinals this year. 
This game is going to be less entertaining than the last three seasons of How I Met Your Mother, but who gives a shit? As long as they cover and get up early, they're going to ride the the, the goddamn wheels off of this thing. I think I may tease them a third time because I have them right now. As I said, the Browns to minus two, Saints minus one. I also have, I have, oh, oh God, I wrote it down here too. Oh, the Giants teased with the Browns. So Browns minus one and a half, Giants plus eight and a half. I also have the under teased, Arizona under to 44 and a half, Bills over teased to 41 and a half. And I took the Cleveland second half money line. Why? Because Arizona is, is falls apart like, I don't know, Stormy Daniels pussy after the third dude when it came in for the gangbang. I have no idea where that came from, but I like the way it sounds. So I've got three plays, and I may tease this with the Browns with the Rams under because Stafford did not practice again today, or at least was not around to the media portion of practice. And of course, and his Green Bay is just anemically, offensively disgusting to watch, as you've learned and I have learned by putting our hard-earned American dollars on that. And I'll give you some quick stats. Arizona's 0-7 straight up against her on the road their last seven. P.J. Walker, 6-2-1 against the spread of late. 5-4 and four outright as his career as a starter. But every one of those starts as a dog. This is his first start as a favorite. Cardinals are 1-4 of late against the spread after starting off 3-0 against the spread. Browns, 8 Two and one after a loss since the start of the season, including seven zero and one against the spread in their last eight after a loss. Nice on to Minnesota. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are at well, actually, technically it's at Atlanta, but Minnesota Vikings at Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are favored by four. Total of thirty-seven. I got nothing on this man. It's Taylor Heineke versus something named Jaron Hall. Uh, there are some, you know, when a rookie who no one's ever heard of plays this first start, there's a little bit of juice, a little bit of pop. And, you know, O'Connell's a clever play caller. So I could see Minnesota maybe keeping it very close. Uh, and Taylor Heineke, you know, is prone to turnovers. But I just I just have to see this kid before I'm putting my money on him. So I lean Vikings on the points, but I, there's no way I can take it. Jaron Hall sounds like an androgynous something you like is that a guy or is that a girl i have no idea jaron hall no tamron hall that's for damn sure who looks like uh tisha campbell after 25 years and here's your boy kenny pickett ball batted down at the line of scrimmage so i have nothing in this game either who gives a shit let's move on the washington commandos at the new england patriots the patriots are favored by three with a total of 41 uh, another one for me. It's just a pass. This game, the variance in it is the commanders are very inconsistent. We were talking about it before. They will play amazing, and then the very next week they'll stink. And they've done this. I, I broke it down before uh, with the Denver. They played uh, a great in the second half against Denver. They came back and won. Then the next week they get blown up by Buffalo. And then the next week they play Philly really tough. Then the next week they get blown. They get beat by the Giants and they score seven points. And then you know, and then they played really tough last week against. Um, uh, what's his uh, the oh Allen uh, Robinson just caught a first town. I yeah. oh, that may uh, be he, it already. Yeah, well, he never catches those. So that's probably his own first one of the his only catch of the week. Anyway, the 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 Patriots give me nothing to like either. It's just for me, Bill Belichick versus Ron Rivera is basically Bill Belichick versus a cadaver. Rivera is an awful <laughs> coach. He's 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 atrocious, and Bill Belichick is is kind of washed at the moment as well. And Mac Jones. 
if there's any t- team that Mac Jones can throw on, it's this team. But there's no way I'm putting my hard-earned money on Mac Jones. So it's a pass for me. I know uh, this is a source of somewhat some debate with us um, uh, via text or whatever. So give me your play. I know you like Washington. Let's hear it. Well, way to fucking let the cat out of the bag, my buddy. Washington is seven and three, their last 10 on the road against the spread. They are also three and oh against the spread as a road dog, even two and one outright. The Pats one and six against the spread, their last seven when the lines between plus three and minus three. 10, 19, and 1, their last 30. Pats, 4 and 8 against the spread, their last two seasons. That's tied for third worst. The goddamn Redskins have played Philly twice. If I am not worried about any team throwing deep on me, it is the New England Patriots. They stink. The Skins held tight with the Eagles twice. Could have won twice. Give me the Skins, which I've already taken, plus 3.5, as well as a teaser. Washington plus 10 and a half Dallas plus 10. Yeah. Like I said before, like I said to you earlier, this game could be, if you told me the Patriots won 20 to six or lost 20 to six, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like there's the, I just want nothing at this game. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay bucks at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are favored by two and a half with a total of 40. Um, this is one I, I I'm leaning towards Tampa. I haven't bet it. I do have the teaser I mentioned before to eight and a half, um, but that's that's it for this one. Uh, what I like about the Bucks, I, I think Houston is a team. I think they're trending down. I think they surprised a lot of people early. But this was a team that was projected to win like five and a half. Uh, wins this year, and I think that they're going to be closer to that team by the end of the year. Uh, Stroud looked bad last week, and he didn't look good against the Saints when they beat the Saints. Um, so this is two games in a row with a bye week in the middle where he just hasn't played well. Um, and the Bucks, they're in games. They're competitive. They believe that they are a good, a good team. I don't think they're a good team, but I like Todd Bowles against a rookie quarterback. I think Baker can put up points Um and keep it close and or just completely win this game. So I'm taking most likely the Bucks plus two and a half, but I already love them in a teaser if I don't take it. I love the Bucks in a teaser because that's exactly what I've done. I've teased them to eight and a half with the Carolina Panthers. Tampa three and oh against the spread on the road. By the way, one of three teams without a road ATS loss this year with the Jags and the Vikes. Texans have lost five straight outright as favorites going back to 2020. But Bucks one and four straight up their last five, five and ten against the spread their last fifteen. I don't see this getting out of hand. Give me the Bucks plus eight and a half with the Carolina Panthers plus eight and a half for that exact reason. Lovely. Now we are at the Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by three with a total of thirty-eight and a half. God, there's so many bad games this week. No one knows the Stafford's playing. It's most likely going to be. Uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. It doesn't Rippin. matter. Rippin. Rippin, who's just atrocious. Uh, and Jer- uh, Jordan Love is atrocious. Uh, this is definitely the get-right spot for the Packers if there is one. But you're not going to catch me wasting my money on betting on that. So to me, it's just a pass. And I hope this game doesn't even come on the fucking red zone this week. I'd rather have Mike Love from the Beach Boys than Jordan Love. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> To the point where I'd rather sit in an airport bathroom and sniff people's power dumps for six hours and ever trust Christian Watson again. I have him in three leagues, Nick. Three! 
it's mismanagement. Is, it's not even him. They're using him so he's a deep threat. What are they doing? They're not even. It's just embarrassing. He has gone three straight without a TD in the last two games. Six for sixty yards. Forty nine hundred dollars, pretty cheap. But like into eating Indian food and Taco Bell and then getting on a plane for five hours, I don't feel like gambling with that. So I'm sitting Christian <laughs> Watson. And not ever, I'm not playing him until the matchup is perfect, which this is not. I definitely have the constitution for Indian food and Taco Bell. Just years of experience. Uh, you could you could cross the streams like that. I'm impressed. <laughs> 4 p.m. slate. The Indianapolis Colts are at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are home dogs getting two and a half with a total of 44. I uh, love the Panthers here. I already mentioned it before I teased it. It did touch three. And when it touched three, I took it immediately. Uh, I believe it was Bet Rivers was where I got it at three. It might still be there. I love Frank Reich is familiar with Gus Bradley's defense because Frank Reich hired Gus Bradley to be his defensive coordinator. And for some God knows what reason, when Shane Steichen took over, he kept Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator of the Colts, even though he runs a very kind of rudimentary defense. Um, so... Uh, you know, the cover three thing that was really popular like eight years ago. That's not so much. So I think that Carolina is going to know exactly how to attack this. They have the new offensive coordinator who looked promising last week. There was a lot of points that in that game that were left on the table. A lot of people going for it on fourth and one from the goal line and not getting shit. Um, so uh, why not? Najee Harris. Scored. Yep. That, that, was that a run or a pass? Run. I didn't even. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. I can't believe he scored a rushing touchdown. Uh, but hey, go Steelers, baby. Sure. Uh, so yeah, teased uh, Carolina to eight and a half and want to touch three. I grab Carolina. I love them at home as getting points. I also have teased Carolina, as I mentioned before. Here is a stat given to you. I oh, will give him credit on the on the Mushmouth Dream Preview. I will not give him the name, but the Dream Preview, which is pretty fun. <laughs> the rest of the guys are good. I Here's one. The Panthers are 1-5-1 against the spread this year. The only team not to cover multiple games this year. They are 1-1-1 against the spread at home. Colts are just, ah, here's a fact. This is one that drives, this one really grabbed me by the balls. The Colts have allowed at least a touchdown on average every first quarter. The Panthers are 6-1 against the spread in the fourth quarter. The Panthers have allowed the fourth fewest points in the first quarter. And now on FanDuel, they are catching one and a half. Half a point on DraftKings. I paid way more VIG to get it on FanDuel with the extra point. That game could be 7-6 at the half, and I don't care what the story is. I will take that point and a half. So I took Carolina plus one and a half, and like I said, tease them with Tampa Bay. Uh, that's what I have for you on this game, Nick Whitmer. Beautiful. Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is laying three with a total of 47. Um, yeah, this is a this is gonna be a good game, I think. I think it's gonna be close. I think we're gonna see some points. I took the over at 46. At 47, I still like the over as well, but I like getting the key number 46, uh, beating the key number 47, getting 46. I kind of lean Dallas in the points here. I don't know if I'm going to bet it, though. I'm going to wait until closer to kickoff. I'm going to really see what's going on here. I'm going to check out the injury reports, check out the weather. But I think this is one of those games that Dallas, th this is like their season. I mean, this is like they have to, they, I mean, they're not really, I mean, not hyper. They, if they lose this game, they can still make the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. But they, Philly's just kind of owned them the last few games. And I think Dallas has this bad taste in their mouth. And I think Dallas really wants to, to win this game. And I think the Eagles, 
they don't have that same need to win this game. I mean, they're winning games that they're not even playing well. They're kind of due for a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Philly's, Philly's like let bad teams stick around. And the Cowboys are a good team. And the Cowboys can get after the quarterback. Jalen uh, hurts his knee, still doesn't look right. Uh, so, I mean, I say that he threw for like 400 yards and four touchdowns last week. But yep. I think against the Cowboys, he's going to have to run the ball a little bit. And I think he's a little hesitant to do that. So I'm thinking of taking the Cowboys. Haven't fired it in. The only play it currently is over 46. Besides a meteor, what, besides me wanting a meteor to fall in the stadium and demolish two shitstream fan bases, I also am rooting for points. Dallas, five out of five have gone over when playing Philly of late. Dallas has gone four out of six their last uh, six. By the way, Dallas also five and two against the spread and straight up their last seven, four and one straight up against Philly. Dallas five and one against the spread when that spread is between three plus three and minus three since the start of last year. Dallas 18 and nine against the spread their last 27 as dogs going back to 2018. Here's the big one. Dallas 14 and seven on the road. Their last three seasons, the second best road ATS in the NFL Bengals number one. And why not give you a cold cash play of the week? Dak Prescott, 5,600 bucks. The weather is supposed to play nice like my penis and I do so well together. Philly's pass defense, bottom six in pass defense, proper English, and overall acceptable decorum. That's another fun fact. Eagles defense have given up huge games to quarterbacks like Mac Jones. Yeah, 30.1 points. Kirk Cousins, 36 points. Sam Howell, last week, 38.9. Five quarterbacks have scored at least 20.9 points against Philly. Dak coming off his best game off the year against the Rams last week, over 36.1. Dak Prescott, a very manageable 5600 bucks cold cash quarterback of the week. I have teased Dallas to plus 10 and the over 46. And God forbid, if this gets to over three and a half, I'm going to pounce like a cougar on a 21-year-old boy at the bar. Meow. <laughs> the New York Giants. You're New York Giants. Yes. Yes. Your New York football giants uh, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are still favored. Why one and a half with a total of 37? Uh, I haven't touched this one yet. I'm kind of waiting for everything, the dust to settle after this these firings. I do think the Raiders are going to get that first coach, uh, you know, f- after the firing bump. Uh, I mean, if Jeff Saturday can beat a team in their opening week uh, in, you know, I think any kind of new coach can. But the problem with uh, Jeff Saturday is he got to play the Raiders uh, in his first game. And uh, Antonio Pierce doesn't get to play the Raiders because he's coaching the Raiders. Uh, I don't know. I was going to ask you as a Giants fan, how do you Mm -hmm. feel about this game? You think this is a good spot for the Giants after that terrible, terrible loss? Danny Dimes or Peter Penny's uh, coming back? (laughs) Which one's it going to be? What do you think? I think the answer to the bell, Dable after a loss is, I don't have the number, but it's solid. Giants two, six and one of late against the spread. Yuck. They are four Yuck. and one straight up and against the spread uh, at Vegas. Tell me that's a, up. Oh, that is not a nine yard catch. Let's try that again. Derek Henry up oh, flag. Anyway, who cares? Giants are six, one and one their last eight against an AFC opponent. I, this is another game. I have felt my heart. I was supposed to be at this game, but no, I'm going with my family to Aruba, as I mentioned. Personal foul, roughing the passer. I had the Giants plus one and a half 
teased to plus eight and a half and with the Browns minus one and a half, as well as the Giants money line. Why? Giants are 2017 as road dogs since 2018. Eight and three under are Dable. You serious? Yeah. What a bad call. What a bad call. Yep. That stinks. <laughs> Like this is the uh, last week the the refs ignored a roughing that injured Kenny and then they called one on us against to uh, fucking Lawrence when he was literally getting hit as he it's just these refs are just awful man anyway right. sorry to interrupt your handicap Raiders are an NFL worst 30 61 and sorry 30 60 and 1 ATS as a favorite they are 10 and 20 since 2019 but they are 4 and 1 against the spread their last 5 as a home favorite I don't care if not now, when for Danny Jones, I think he's going to pull this out. I think they're going to pull this out. They're pissed against the losing to the Jets. They should have won the game. I know they lost Lenny uh, Lenny Williams, but whatevs. I think they'll rebound nicely. I think that's uh, Antonio Pierce is a def- a great player, by the way, for the New York Football Giants. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he was. Thank you, Thank you very much. Very good linebacker. But he's defensive minded. I, the Giants have a great defense. They're going to send the house against Aiden McConnell. That's I, I don't see good things happening. Give me the Giants three different ways. Yeah, I did. You took them on the, the, the points. Or did you tease them up? I plus one and a half on the money line and plus eight and a half. <laughs> These refs are making up more shit. Do you see this? Yeah, I All did. Right. Sunday night. Good, the Buffalo good Bills the teaser. The yeah, we just have to get through this fucking this episode because this is this already. They're just making up shit. This is like I, I, I'm not even being a biased Steelers fan here. This is just absurd. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Sure. Yeah, that's a penalty. The Bills at the Bengals. Bengals laying two at home with a total of 49 and a half. I'm glad that that 49 and a half ticked up because you and I both, I believe you hit it as well, at 40, uh, 48. And then it just sat there. And I was like, I don't like that. Why is it sitting there? But eventually it went up. So, yeah, I took the Bengals at one and a half and the over of 48. Um I think the Bengals just match up well against the Bills. I and mean, we saw in the playoff game last year, we saw it in the DeMar Hamlin game. Unfortunately, the game, obviously what happened, but that first drive, like Burrow just took him right down the field and scored. I just think this is a team that the Bengals know how to play against. And uh, I, I love the Bengals are getting hot. This is what they do. They, they, this is exactly what they do every single year. Actually, they, well, it's under Burrow. They start slow. They make you doubt them. And then all of a sudden Burrow comes back. He looked amazing last week against the Niners and the Bills have not played well recently. They injured are still there. Um, they're not recovering from these. They're not. I mean, they got res, uh, Douglas from Green Bay, and you know he's he's good, but I don't think he's going to be uh, okay. Now we're back, good, you know. Mm-hmm. So I gave me a Cincy. I, I love him this week. It's going to be a very chalky play. The public's going to be all over Cincy, but you know the public wins sometimes, and especially this year, the public has done pretty damn good. So I'm taking Cincy. I'm going to wait till this gets to three and then hit Cincy. I'm going to wait. You mean you mean? Wait until it gets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Buffalo. No, no, no. I'm not. Ta- I'm not ta- sorry. I'm not taking Buffalo. What am I saying? Yeah. No. I, I'm sorry. I'm not even paying attention. I'm watching Derrick Henry run for two yards. No. I. Uh, I. I don't know about this game on the side. I. Have to, I had the total tease twice, and uh, I may just chicken out and take the money line. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, that's something chicken. That's a good bet. Monday night football, the Los Angeles Chargers at the New York Jets. Jets are home dogs, getting three and a half with a total of forty. Got nothing on this game. And initially, I liked the Jets, but apparently the Jets' backup linemen are hurt. So now there's going to be a couple of third stringers in. And the Chargers suck, but the Chargers do one beat up bad teams. We saw them last week. Not that the Jets are bad, but when you have like those those injuries um, on your offensive line like that, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could take him. So to me, if the Jets' offensive linemen are all in, maybe I'll humor the three and the half. But at this point, it's a stay away. I'd don't rather trust you... the Chargers. Don't trust the Jets. I'd rather hot glue myself to the floor of a WNBA game than watch this. That's for sure. <laughs> but hey, I have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen. Listen, I'll sell myself to the devil and watch this damn game as long as I get that fa- fantasy football W. So I have no action on this game. I just, I, my gut says to take the Chargers, but they've burned so many people so many times. But three and a half, I don't know. The Jets, Zach Wilson, I, it's, ugh, I don't like it. I'm not touching it. Pass. Right. Well, that's the slate this week. Uh, we can re- regroup. But tell us what we got here. I have Carolina plus three. The Bengals minus one and a half. Chiefs minus one and a half. Cleveland and Carolina teased to minus two and eight. Getting plus eight and a half for Carolina. Carolina or Cleveland with New Orleans minus two and minus one and a half. Cleveland with Tampa Bay minus two and, and plus eight and a half. And then I have the under in this Steelers Tennessee game, 36 and a half. Buffalo and Cincinnati over 48. Dallas, Philly over 46. And a bunch of props that I mentioned before, the kicking props um, that I won't regale you with if you want them just a little fast rewind to the first bit of the episode. And they're for Thursday Night Football. You can't use them anyway. So who gives a shit? <laughs> I have Arizona under teased to 44 and a half. The over for the Bills game teased to over 41 and a half. Browns minus two, Saints minus one and a half. Bucks tease two plus eight and a half. Carolina tease two plus eight and a half. Miami tease to plus eight and a half. Tennessee plus eight and a half. Giants plus eight and a half. You see a theme here. Tease with the Browns minus one and a half. Washington tease to plus ten and a half. Dallas to plus ten. That is not a face mask. Saints minus half. Bills over tease to 41 and a half. Giants money line. Dallas over 46. Kansas City money line. Allen Robinson under 14 and a half. He already has 10 yards. Awesome. Washington plus three and a half. Carolina first quarter plus one and a half. Cleveland second half money line. Giants plus one and a half. Derrick Henry over receptions plus eight and a half. And I'm probably going to grab Kamara over catches plus four and a half. It is plus money. And then probably tease Cleveland and the Rams under. That was a dumb play. Those are the plays I have. And I have the uh, the lottery ticket parlay. Folk over one and a half field goals. Levis throwing a pick under 37. Levis over 10 and a half rushing yards. If that hits, it will pay for uh, my plane ticket out there. Because the plane, the plane fares to Aruba Nick right now are dumb. It is now. If you wanted to fly to Aruba tomorrow, let's just put it like that. It's $1,700 coach oh my god Jeff Jesus. Blue. i paid 1100 so there you go per person great to get wouldn't it be great to get gifted 40 yards and penalties every drive because the refs are terrible um yeah that happened anyway, with the buccaneer, oh, that happened with the buccaneer game last thursday night which is why they got backdoored which is why oh, yeah. i teased the bills there's gonna have to be some sort of i don't this is what i don't understand why don't they just have a God ref, like a, a referee who just sits in the booth and watches the replay and couldn't just veto bad calls. Just be like when you when the ref makes a call and it's bad, just cancel it. And I don't mean like if a referee misses a call, they can then interfere and make the call happen. I'm just specifically talking about when a referee makes a bad call, just have one guy in a booth who can watch a replay and in five to ten seconds make the judgment. No, that was terrible because there would have been at least a dozen penalties last week alone that would have been uh not called back if or not called at all and if they just had that thing because they were just atrocious calls but anyway that's that's it 
Thanks for well, listening, guys. Yeah, listen, hopefully we have uh, another winning week for you and for me and for Nick, and we'll see you at the window.